introducing a new star, Pro Star. My mother taught me that a good nutritious breakfast is important. That's why new Pro Star cereal is part of my breakfast now. First, an ounce of Pro Stars with four ounces of milk is a good source of protein. Second, Pro Stars have a great toasted oat taste, lightly sweetened without added sugar. See, no sugar added. That's good. And Mom likes my picture too. New Pro Stars, a touch of sweetness without added sugar. And welcome to Deep Geeks. I'm Mark. I'm Avery. Hello. And this is the show where two friends look through the gold mines of mostly crap to find the true nuggets and gems and. Okay, you can. I I, I think they get the point. Uh, of the Deke back catalogue. Yeah, I think they got the point. Well, we've, we've, <sighs> we've struck gold. Yeah, we've definitely we've definitely had a gem here. This is. Something I don't think either of us were really expecting no, to be good. We were not prepared for this <laughs> at all. Um, this week we're talking about Pro Stars, which is a 1991 cartoon uh, based, or rather licensed, from the likenesses of uh, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, and Bo Jackson. Yeah, it's... um. <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess these three sportsmen were very popular. They were at the peak of their careers at the time. Well, Jordan was pretty much at the height of his powers. I yeah. mean, let's face it, he was already on the decline by the time of Space Jam in 1995. At this point, he would be this unstoppable ball player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gretzky, I know nothing about hockey. Yeah, no. Um, pretty much all I know from... Wayne Gretzky's uh, his actual appearances in this show as this very soft-spoken man. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Um, yeah, the only thing I know about Wayne Gretzky is exactly the same as I know about hockey in general, which is the name Wayne Gretzky. And um, NHL, National Hockey League. Oh, is that what that stands for? It, y- yes, yeah. That's if if you see a sports where it's it's N and then a letter then L then it is probably national and then whatever sport it is league right, <laughs> but it's not national. Th- that that's beside the point. Don't Canadian don't, teams don't, don't, play d- uh, in the uh, sh- same sh- sh- league sh- sh- as the American teams? No 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 we can't we can't reveal we can't reveal to them that we don't know anything about sports. We've gone this entire time in playing that we do know things about sports and we're super smart. Okay, don't fucking ruin it. Okay, shh, shh, shh. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Uh, Bo Jackson. Big um, Bo. Bo Jackson <laughs> is on this because he stands for both football and baseball. Yeah, they couldn't be asked getting a fourth person in. Well, to be honest, uh, Bo Jackson is a good pick. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, because the. Unlike Wayne Gretzky, the guy has a lot of personality and charm. Didn't he have 
one of those dual tiger games that we saw advertised on um, Video Power. Quite likely. I believe he did have the the dual tiger game, which is both baseball and American football. That'd be it then. American football. Yes. Yes. American Bo football. Jackson was American football and baseball. Blimey. Okay. <laughs> But anyway, um, what can you do from a cartoon that is literally just licensed from these three people? Well, to be quite honest, there isn't much. So, the amazing people who worked on this cartoon just kind of made it up as they went along and made this beautiful, absurd comedic piece about the three of them being the pro stars who are a the, a team who receive like just random video clips of kids in peril or needing help and then going to help said kid in yeah. whatever situation he's in it's basically a superhero setup but with spy gadgets yes and sports stars as i noted in the very first episode it is basically just totally spies but with sports people yes and and to be honest, after watching a few episodes, not that far off. <laughs> not that far off at all. Weirdly, it's also not that far off something rather worse. Um, one of the writers for this show, uh, this show which is around, based around three sports people being a team of superheroes uh, led by an old Jewish stereotype, um, went on to create one of the writers went on to create the super duper sumos which is about three sportsmen who are superheroes led by an old Jewish stereotype and in many ways the show is essentially what you would get if you did super duper sumos right despite it being several years before super yeah. duper sumos hmm <laughs> it's the same formula it's just that you know they didn't resort to basic gross out humor they, they and came racist up with, stereotypes and racist well 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 well, well it's sort of there but i mean it, it's nowhere near on the level of super duper sumos no no it's closer to other things of the time so probably where's wally and that's yeah of, uh, in fact actually to be quite honest this is very close to the writing style of where's wally it's uh, this... very kind of the self-aware silly kind of thing yes it's it's interesting, really. Um, basically, every episode is structured so that it starts with um, Wayne Gretzky and Bo Jackson, obviously filmed on different sound stages, talking about what happens in the episode. Then you have the episode, and then you have a Q&A session with Wayne Gretzky and Bo Jackson. Michael uh, Jordan never appears on these yeah. sections. Well, no, he sometimes appears. He, he appears was, he appeared once w- or twice. We saw him once, and it wasn't on a soundstage. It was where they had managed to just catch him during a training session for three seconds. Yeah, he was just, like, said, like, a line of dialogue, and then that was it. Yeah. And then any other the time, he's not there. The sound wasn't even good on it. No. But, I mean, it's it was a better line than what the other people... Uh, what the other two bring on, which Bo says, Bo knows cartoons. And then Wayne just goes, yeah! (laughs) But anyway... Wayne really fucking phones it in on these segments. I'm sorry. I'm not even sure he phones it in. I'm more... I'm... It just feels like he has no idea how to cope with 
either making it seem like he is talking to a person who isn't there, or simply with answering these questions directed to him uh, in this weird little studio that they're dealing with. (laughs) In this tense situation where he's got lights pointed at him and he's being asked to answer the questions of small children. Yeah, it's just a very bizarre situation overall. Uh, But it's also... Aside from being will- weirdly stilted, it's also pretty sincere. Mm. I mean, they make kind of jokes. They try to have ba- witty patter between the two of them, which doesn't work in the least no. because <laughs> neither of them have any idea of how the- what the other person is saying. But then you juxtapose it with the cartoon itself. And the cartoon itself is so steeped in irony that it is swimming in it. Mm. I mean, you would expect kind of what is essentially an advert for these three um, sports people to have some sort of adoration, some sort of uh, building them up. But they're shown as kind of these... This dysfunctional comedy superhero team, and whilst they do have a lot of strengths, they also have not only weaknesses, but just kind of a total disregard for physics. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> God, there was um occasionally the it? fourth it was, wall. <laughs> it was the third episode that was about them battling robots or something like that. Um, uh, yes, uh, this. I mean, this is a show where they were. Uh, this was an episode where they were invited, and by I say invited, forced to um, compete in a miniature Olympics against a team of robots created specifically to beat them. Yeah, and uh, the thing that was forcing them to go there in the first place was the fact that the evil scientist dudes that had created the entire situation had just randomly kidnapped a girl. Yeah, just some child. Yeah, just there, just being just held by weird tractor beams or something. And um, Michael Jordan just kind of climbs up to go save him, uh, or save her, rather. And the girl questions, Michael, how did you get up here? And then he just goes on this fucking long-winded, just like, science talk, to which point the kid interrupts and goes... So, basically, he jumped, and he went, yeah. yeah. He was talking about force and angles and <laughs> gravity. And then, like, not even, like, five minutes later, calls up um, the kind of assistant-type character, whose name escapes me. Um, oh, God, I want to say Denise? I think it is Denise. Yeah, okay. I was going to say Heather, but that's Gadget no, Boy. No, that's Gadget psychic. Boy. Um, but, yeah, it's Denise, and um, I believe... Um, what was it? It, was, it was Michael Jordan giving Denise a whole bunch of just ridiculous, like, exclusive, like, sciencey details, saying to do all these math operations and stuff on a computer to find out how to turn off the tractor beams. And all of that resulted in the computer just saying, pull the plug. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, okay, I can work with that. <laughs> it's just like... And in the same episode, Wayne Gretzky just straight up faces the camera and says, I love being a cartoon. Like, it's just... It's this complete and total, like so close to how where's wally was yeah and um, it's it's not even missing jim cummings because jim cummings is in it and by uh, god he hams it up like he don't usually does oh absolutely jim cummings appears as one of the villains is it in the second one yes it was the second episode um, of villain. this would be uh short john sliver yeah a 
kind of pirate, except that he looks like a... He just looks like George Lucas on a yacht. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's certain... It's certainly one way to describe him, for sure, but, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, all of the villains are absolutely hamming up every scene that they're in. Oh, yes, and... totally. Especially the episode three villain. He had the oh, most fun. good lord. I want to know who voice acted that character, because it's... It's, it's going to just... turn out to be Charlie Adler or something. Probably is. We know Charlie Adler was doing voices for this. Because it's like, on the voice acting uh, credits, on the credit sequence, it's just... It lists the five voices who do uh, the voices for Bo, Michael, and Wayne, and then also the two side characters, Mom and Denise. And then it gives a massive list of additional voices. That is just the entire series is additional voice cast. Yeah, not even credited specifically. It's a and shame. so it is literally impossible to find out who did what voice on which episode. Without. Just Except for Jim Cummings. It. it was very easy to recognise when it was Jim Cummings. <laughs> okay. Oh, good Lord. Oh. We've gone into it deep and we haven't even described the premise. Uh, well, we, we have, have described the premise. It's okay. literally... Well, I'll, I'll give you um, the, the series slogan, as it were. <laughs> it's the most amazing slogan that Michael Jordan... Um, reads out in the theme song at the end he goes pro stars it's all about helping kids yeah that's that's it that's, that's the, the promise slogan. there it is that's it the entire premise right there <laughs> it's so sincere for something that it's this <laughs> the thing is it is all about helping kids but yeah it is just uh, you'd expect that slogan to be um that of a charity set up by these three people, not in their superhero action show that is nothing but ironic snide comments. Sorry, I'm just reading the uh, character descriptions on Wikipedia here. Um, I just wanted to point out that Wayne Gretzky's uh, description here has the line, inexplicably, his mind is always on food. Yeah. I just I just like that little, that little note, just inexplicably. <laughs> Yeah, shall we run through the characters? Okay. Because, I mean, that that really rounds out the rest of the premise, because there's not much to it. <laughs> so, pretty much everyone who was, um, who, who did voice work on this, on this cartoon is a primo, top-of-the-line jobber. Oh, yeah, it's 100% jobbers. There is no... They did not pay much more for voice work. They just grabbed who they had and ran with it. I'm assuming because they probably paid most of the costs of production to um, Michael Jordan, who didn't even turn up. Yeah, no, he didn't, he didn't do anything. It's kind of the best part about it all. Um, but yeah, speaking of Michael Jordan, uh, he is voiced by Dorian Harewood, best known, according to Wikipedia, for doing a variety of roles, including Simon Haley in Roots The Next Generations, playing 8-Ball in Full Metal Jacket, and Jesse Owens in The Jesse Owens Story. Fair enough. Along with a whole shitload of other things. Um, in cartoons, he's also known for doing Modo from Biker Mice from Mars. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay. there's that. Um... Wayne Gretzky is voiced by Townsend Coleman, who is best known for doing Michael fucking Angelo from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right, yep. <laughs> and also uh, the variety of title characters in Where's Wally? 
as you say, primo jobber. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh... Also the tick from the tick. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was also the uh, seven-up cool spot Keebler elves and raid bugs in TV commercials, <laughs> which is great. I love that. Hey, a job's a job. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, Bo Jackson was voiced by Dave Fenoy, who is actually most known nowadays for doing a shitload of roles in video games. That's where the money is these days. <laughs> So um, he's known for doing uh, the voice of Lucius Fox in Batman Arkham Knight, The Enemy Within, and the Telltale series, Rodin in Bayonetta, uh, King Andre in The Curse of Monkey Island, a whole shitload of Dota 2 characters including Faceless, Void, and Wrath King, additional voices in a whole fuckload of other games. Like, yeah, as we say, premium jobbers are only here. Absolutely. And this shows... Oh yeah, it- also Gabriel the fucking warrior from Minecraft Story Mode. You know, his best role. <laughs> Minecraft More Story Mode fair. is actually a pretty decent That's, game to be quite honest. It's pretty good. Genuinely I, good. I honestly really quite like it. As latter-day Telltale goes, that's a really good one. Um, I mean, just to quickly summarise the way they treat these characters, Michael Jordan is inexplicably, um, incredibly intelligent. Uh, Wayne Gretzky is a bit of a scaredy cat, hates water, and uh, is constantly eating. And uh, Bo Jackson is just a tank. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, they they um, in the episode where they uh, they against robots they're designed to beat them at sports. They just put him on for most of it. Yeah, Michael Jordan barely does anything in that episode. No, he's well. No, he's busy climbing and jumping up to yeah. uh, to save the little girl. Uh, and then we have Susan Silo playing the character of Mom, the Yiddish stereotype. Yeah, Mom is this interesting character. Um, obviously, with all of the rest of your leads being male, they s- went for the mentor character being this little old lady who was inexplicably super-powered. Yeah, she's just this kind of really strong uh, older woman who runs her own gym, inexplicably, <laughs> called Mom's Gym, go figure. And I guess is kind of the mentor, not even the mother, but I guess has enough of a mom personality to warrant everyone just calling her mom regardless. Yeah, I mean, that's her brand. <laughs> that's, yeah. who, that's whose name is on hey, the door. can't argue with that. But she's Multiple also... people on the, on the internet are doing it, so, hey, you know what, why not a 90s cartoon? Well, indeed. But she's also um, a, a inventor. Yeah. And creates ridiculous... I mean, it's one thing to have spy gadgets in a thing, but this show's spy gadgets are bizarre even for cartoons in many cases. I mean, I think the best ones are usually given to Wayne Gretzky, to be honest. Yeah. Because he gets the the really silly, weird ones. Like, I think, honestly, the best example is um, a hockey puck that kind of emits these weird kind of shadows, like kind of like octopus ink or something, in water. Um, and it's sent out. He, he places it on his on the back of his uh, on the back of his hand, and presses a button on his little wristwatchy thing, and a very tiny little hockey stick comes out <laughs> and just pings it off of his hand. It's the most wonderful little thing. Yeah, um, so much that they they showed that animation twice because it was so good, yeah. and it was still looked great both times. Um, but yeah, uh, Susan Silo. Uh, according to Wikipedia, famous roles include We Are the Witch in Shaolin Showdown and Dr. Carbuncle in Biker Mice from Mars. 
Blimey. <laughs> um, Denise. Hey, got it correct. Denise is voiced by Diana Barrows. Uh, Denise is... Who exactly is Denise? I mean, she's sort of a friend. Uh, yeah, she's just this random kind of character who's just the assistant. I mean, my best guess is that she is mum's um, granddaughter. Possibly? But there's no... It, she's she's there to be just another female character in the group. And, I think um, we see her get damseled once, but she's mostly yeah. just there to... Um, do the computers and just be on the sidelines when necessary. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Diana Barrows is much less of a jobber than everyone else, it seems. Uh, not much to go off here for uh, potential uh, big roles here. So I'll just say the big name in question. Uh, we've got Friday the 13th Part 7, The New Blood, where oh. she played Maddie. <laughs> And she was also uh, Diane in Freddy's Nightmares. And Stacey Poobar in My Mom's a Werewolf. Okay, so what we have is a B-movie actress. Yeah! Oh dear. <laughs> End of franchise B-movie actress. Oh, that's all wonderful. Yeah, it's just, there's a lot of good things about these. Um, what have we got here? Uh, and there's also the additional voice cast as well, which is just a wide variety of just random jobbers. So, I mean, you've, as I said, we've got Charlie Adler in there, we've got Jim Cummings in there. Um, but otherwise, I wouldn't say there's not that many uh, other recognisable names. I'm sure there, there are at least are ones plenty, that we've seen repeatedly. Yeah, not the ones that keep propping up as main characters in things uh, that we've been looking at. But I'm sure they've... <laughs> I'm sure that this sort of cast has done ridiculous amounts of work. Uh, there's also a second Cummings in here. There's Brian Cummings, who apparently was the closing announcer for Elf in Syndication, which is beautiful. I love that. So good. wonder if he's related. Um, I doesn't mention that at all here, so... Hmm. Potentially a completely different person. Um, provides additional voices on pole position, which we have yet to get to. Oh, blimey, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they did make a cartoon of pole position. Yeah. Also played Doofus Drake in DuckTales. The original. Excellent. So we watched the first four episodes, didn't we? Um, because some of the... I mean, this is... Um, it's one of those series where it's unfortunate because we have extremely good copies of some episodes and so other episodes have just never had a proper release. Yeah, I mean, it's only 13 episodes long and yet somehow uh, there are just four episodes missing. They are somewhere locked away in a vault, but outside of that, no, 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 no nothing. Can't but, get them. Um, the first, I think something like the first half of the series is available on one of the Wild Brain YouTube channels, mm -hmm. I think. Um, oh, God, what's that program it's named after now? I have no idea. Space Ranger Roger or something like something that? Something like that. Space Ranger Roger and Friends. Yeah, that and was And then it. you look back long enough and it used to be a Wild Brain, just general cartoon channel showing the new Archies and Archie's Weird, Weird Mysteries. Mysteries and... Angela fucking Anaconda. Angela Anaconda for some 
some reason, which I had uh, no idea that that yeah, uh, DHX was own DHX. Angela, yeah, they own Angela Anaconda. Blimey. I loved Angela Anaconda. That was a great show. It certainly had a visual style. Yes. Uh, so the first one, um, they help a kid whose father has been kidnapped and his father is the uh, curator of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Hmm. And Which inexplicably has an entire room dedicated to wild animals for some reason. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I'm still not sure why that's even there. Uh, huh. Anyway, that basically just ends with a supervillain trying to ransom off a, the uh, commissioner of baseball um, from the top of a gigantic mecha statue of uh, Babe Ruth. Uh, with the pro stars uh, attacking that statue with their plane slash inflatable hot air balloon <laughs> basketballs. Yeah. The inventions are inventive. Let's this just say be- that. This is before we realised that the show was good. Yeah. <laughs> but looking back, that's pretty ballsy. Yeah. Um, um, the fucking scientists villain in this one is called Clockwork de la Ronge. Uh, Can we just that's... appreciate the fact that it's called Clockwork de la Ronge? Uh, that's the third episode, is it? No, this is the first one. The first one. And the, yes, this one's the one the, with the, um, the 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 big orange hair. Yes. Dressed in the baseball outfit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Clockwork de la Ronge. Oh, it's so good. No relevance whatsoever, no, but it's a good just a fun, fun name. Really good name. Um But yeah, I just inexplicably wanted to capture the commissioner of baseball for reasons. Ransom. It was to ransom him off purely. Okay. It was money. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> it's <laughs> nice when things turn out to be simple, because <laughs> Yeah, it's when you don't have to write ridiculous motivations for a ridiculous villain. They can just say, I want money! Um, and then the second episode, which was uh, about the pirate villain, Short John Silver. Uh, yep, a island population disappears, and soon after, a chap called Short John Silver is trying to sell a mysterious uh, ancient artifact that he has quote-unquote found. Uh, this turns out to, of course, have been stolen from the villagers who are currently being held underwater by a giant uh, robot octopus. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Why not? That's kind of the the, the, <laughs> the the main kind of thing about the entire show. It's just kind of a, yeah, fuck it. Why not? Just kind of. Yeah, go on. Well, I yeah, it's it's very see much, how that sticks on the wall. It very much feels like a show where they had nothing to work with, so they threw whatever they thought was funny at it. Yep, especially evident in the third episode, the perverts of Doctor Loeb. Yeah, <laughs> which is the aforementioned episode about. Uh, the pro stars fighting against giant robots. Yes, an evil scientist creates a series of, uh, well, slightly larger than human robots uh, to be better at sports than the pro stars and captures a small girl to use her as bait for them to walk into this obvious trap stroke. Which he Olympics. even ex- like exclaims as like... Um, yes, of course it's yes, a trap. Yes. I wouldn't be a very good villain if it wasn't. 
<laughs> Honestly, one of the most self-aware villains. It's, it's a, I mean, it's just a, it's a great line. It's very good. Um, yeah, the, that episode was definitely the most self-aware episode we saw. It was. It was very fun as well. Yes, it's definitely my favourite episode that we saw. Um, and then the fourth episode was Nightmare Riders, where they travel to Scotland. <laughs> oh, God. To save a small community from a ghost. Uh, yes, um, it is a literal Scooby-Doo plot. Yes, it's so good. Right up until the point where the actual ghost turns up <laughs> at the end. That one has, I mean, it's got all the usual Scottish tropes. So you've got haggis, you've got bagpipes. Uh, it has some sword fighting, which was fun. And it ends with Michael Jordan being given a magic golf uh, club by a ghost to slightly improve his golf uh, handicap. Just, um... Had a little bit of an advance ahead in the uh, episode list here. Clockwork Pure Orange returns Ooh. in episode 12. This time, he has stolen the famous Stanley Cup. It is up to the pro stars to skate into action and get it back. Is that one of the lost ones? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Ah. No, that's... Oh. Along with the last episode. The, the, the final episode, by the way, called The Final Cut. It's a fucking clip show episode. <laughs> I mean, normally I, I, I think clip show episodes are the worst thing known to man. Certainly they are when you watch them these days. But, I mean, it's an easy, cheap way of putting more money into your previous episodes. In this clip episode, Mom challenges the pro stars on their efficiency, prompting them to prove her wrong by showing her their past adventures. In a 12-episode show? Huh. Yeah, but it was the 90s. Yeah. I mean, it was before you were able to... Oh, but it's 12 episodes. Yeah, Clip it's show the fact after that it's 12, 12 episodes. episodes. But I take it that's one of the last ones. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That one's the other last one. As I said, four last episodes. I, um... This is a good show. Yeah. It's surprisingly good. It's it's still on the same level as Where's Wally for me. That's... Wow. That's high praise. Yeah. But I was genuinely surprised and entertained by it. I mean, it's charming. You don't expect a show that is kind of pitched as being this soulless commercial artifact trying to chill three major sports players to have this much charm. To be fair, I don't think we really expected this of Wes Wally either. Well, that's true. Well, I kind of did because I knew it was a good show from well, yeah. when I saw it as a kid. But this thing is so... I mean, I mean it's, aside from being so obscure, it shouldn't work. No. There is nothing that really, like, you would think, oh, this is going to be terrible. It's just going to be just a random cartoon wacky hijink show with just three inexplicable popular sports stars of the 90s. But no, just the cartoon itself is this wondrous little bit of fourth wall breaking self-aware irony and the live action bits featuring Bo Jackson and Wayne Gretzky are the most delightfully sincere and awkward little moments that I just love They're them so, so much. terrible, but in such a wonderful, yeah. broken 90s way where they've tried to make it work, but it doesn't. Like throwing up text between yeah. each, each I was going to say, the, the text in between each little clip kind of makes it so disjointed and weird. But 
It's the part where Bo Jackson has two questions to answer and then it goes, but what about Wayne? And he says like three words and then that's the it. The end of episode. Nobody wanted to ask Wayne Gretzky any questions. No, no one cared about Wayne Gretzky. (laughs) It's the most amazing thing. Well, you have to remember, uh, they would have recorded the questions in America. Yeah. Where they didn't really care about ice hockey at the time. (laughs) So all these questions were basically just directed to Bo Jackson. I oh god, and like Wayne is just such a soft-spoken person. He he's just so calm and gentle. It's just kind of like yeah, I see why you didn't voice yourself in this cartoon, mate. Yeah, wouldn't be nearly as good. He's just so rabbit in headlights about it. Yeah, <laughs> he just wasn't prepared for this this Bless morning. Him. He tried his best. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, dear. So, with that, where should we rank this? Oh, God, this is going to be high, isn't it? I'm saying top five. And I mean, this is super watchable. If I had to put this anywhere, if it was just up to me alone, number two. Oof. Right underneath, where's Wally? What have we got at number two at the moment? Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. That's mm, pretty similar level, isn't it? Yeah. What's third? Uh, I believe third is Archie's Weird Mysteries. And I'm going to straight up say, more enjoyable outright than Archie's Weird Mysteries. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Re- it definitely... Um, it requires less of a viewer. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's... I wish we could have ties, because if it was under my jurisdiction, straight up, tied with Where's Wally. Because it's pretty much in the same vein, it's on the same level... It is basically just Where's Wally Part 2. It's so wonderfully paced as well. Yes. It's just constantly keeps your uh, keeps your attention in ways that um, it's, it's not Archie's Weird Mystery do- Mysteries didn't. It's not as over, top, over the top as Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog either, so it's not yeah. immediately overwhelming. I think you're right about second place. Bloody hell. That's a really good <laughs> show. <laughs> it's not often we come to this hyped about shows, but... Yeah, that's true. It's so wonderful when we get there, as I always mention. <laughs> it does make it feel a lot worth it when we just kind of troll through these terrible, terrible shows, and then eventually we do stumble into this one <laughs> tiny little gold nugget. When we can just enthuse about this weird thing from the 90s that we've just found. Yeah. That n- nobody cares about. <laughs> I just, yeah, it's just so good. It's it's great. There we go. Number two is fucking Pro Stars. <laughs> no one expected this. <laughs> no one expected fucking Pro Stars to go at number two, but Nobody it did. Nobody even knows the existence of Pro Stars. <laughs> oh, my days. It lasted 12 episodes. It was definitely showed in the UK at some point on Channel 4, but they cut out all the live-action parts because they were completely irrelevant outside of America. Oh, my God. So, um, that's the end of this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, or indeed enjoy the podcast in general, then uh, give us a little shout-out to all your friends about us. Give us a review on iTunes. Check out our other stuff that's on MostlyCobalt.com. Uh, the website again, MostlyCobalt.com. And, uh, yeah, that's about it, I guess. <laughs> Don't really have much more to really say on top of that, do we? No, I think we're sorted. Brilliant. Well, then. What's happening next week, Marky? Next week, Malibu Comics? 